0: Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. Thank you for joining us again this week. And I have a very, very special guest here this week. She's actually my own personal health coach, Molly Lowry. And I've been kind of holding out to bring her to you guys because I wanted to get a little bit deeper into the process of her and I working together. And I think now We've been working together for about four months, and it's been really, really life-changing. And so, you know, my goal is always to bring all of you the best information and tips and resources for healing yourselves, and Molly is definitely that. So I'll give you a little bit of her background. She is a certified holistic nutrition coach, a holistic health coach, and a breath work healer, and many more things, but these are just the the high-level things, and for years she had her own struggle managing uh, anxiety, depression, brain fog, and other chronic health issues. And She found that therapy and medication were only surface-level fixes and led her to unhealthy coping mechanisms like codependency, drug and alcohol abuse, controlling food, and other addictive behaviors. She actually started more in the psychology field, getting her degree from UC Davis and then went on to be a nutrition holistic consultant through Bauman College, where she addressed how food impacts all aspects of health, including both mind and body. So today, Molly helps people from a more thorough foundational approach that helps them to heal their mind and their body from the inside out. And what I love about working with Molly is it really is that holistic approach. It's you know, so many times I've in my life, I've been through talk therapy. And I think it only takes you so far. There's just so many different modalities that Molly brings to the table. And it's just been really, really a game changer for me. So with that, I'd like to introduce Molly. So Molly, if we could get started by sharing a little bit about your backstory and kind of how you came to be a
1: health coach. Wow. Thank you so much for that introduction, Bonnie. (laughs) (laughs) I am so happy to be here with you and so grateful for you as a client. And yeah, so how I got started with everything. I mean, I've had chronic illness symptoms my whole life since I can remember since I was really young. And was always just kind of pushed aside, or you know, my symptoms were minimized by Western medicine. You know, the typical doctor would just be like, Oh, you know, you need to go on antidepressants, or you just need to not stress as much, or you know, they would just take my blood work and the basic labs, and nothing would show up wrong. Little did they know I had Lyme disease and a ton of other toxins in my system. I mean, I think anyone that grows up in this country has a ton of toxins built up in their system. So that's always something to consider. And then, you know, I just kind of, I just kind of cruise in the middle ground just convincing myself that I was okay and happy and healthy, but not really. And then, you know, when I was a teenager, I really had a big lull in my mental health. I was sent away to boarding school for a year. I was on therapy, in therapy for like 10 years, tried every type of psychiatric medication. And then, you know, I kind of got out of it, but I still always felt like there was this underlying depression, anxiety, and, you know, of course the physical symptoms of like digestive issues, fatigue, all that stuff. And then when I was in college, everything just came to a head. I was experiencing all of these different traumatic life stressors and was just it, it just got to be too much for my mind and my body and my soul. And I just crashed. I got like right after college, right after I graduated, I crashed. I, I was really sick. And luckily my brother who was healing from candida and SIBO at the time was wor- working with a neutropath. And so he knew like he knew what was going on with me, not everything, obviously, but he was like, you have probably an imbalance in your gut bacteria. So you need to like stop drinking alcohol, stop, and I was partying a lot, I was doing drugs, I was drinking a lot, which was another part of why my health crashed. It was a it was a, a dark cycle. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. so he was like, Stop, change your diet, stuff like that. And I did, and it really helped. And so I was like, Okay, there's something to this. And I are I, I would always I'd always been health conscious. I had always known that what I ate and like, you know, how much I moved and stuff like that affected how I felt physically and mentally. And I was actually like, I had studied psychology even in high school because I had this fascination with the mind and wanting to get down to the root of it. So here I was feeling extremely anxious and depressed every day and I was like, wow, like these small changes to my behaviors are making me feel so much better. So I just started doing that more and more. Eventually I started working with his neutropath. She put me on, you know, some gut healing protocols and stuff like that. And I did all that for a while, but that lasted, that lasted a couple years. And, you know, I got better in a lot of ways, but I actually also got worse in a lot of ways. And it's because I wasn't, I was like fighting for my health. It was like the stressful fight and I was isolating and I wasn't doing any of like, I was doing a little bit of meditation, but I I didn't have the necessary foundation of all of the mindset work that I needed to go along with the healing. Um, So I eventually like phased out of doing all of the supplements and the protocols because it wasn't helping. Like it just simply wasn't, mm-hmm. it was just stressing my body out more. And not to say that neutropaths or functional medicine doctors aren't amazing. You know, they, they heal so many people, they save so many lives. And that's really what we need in this country is that more long-term approach to chronic illness. But for me, you know, it's really different. Healing process is different for every individual. And for me, it was like I had tried everything physically and it was time to deal with what was happening on an emotional and energetic level. So as I phased out of that, I started meditating more and more, learning about brain rewiring, started practicing brain rewiring on myself very successfully and was, wow, like, I truly believe that I can heal with just my mind and just energy healing, like shifting my energy, getting rid of the trauma, getting rid of the old energies, bringing in the new ones. And then I started becoming really passionate about, well, if I want to help other people heal from mental illness and just heal in general, I can't just take this Western medicine approach of psychology that I was learning in school because I wanted more than just medications and like talk therapy to help people so I realized I needed to take a holistic approach if I wanted to really help them heal at the root level so I was also going through holistic nutrition school like you were saying at the same time learning all these amazing things about the healing powers of food and you know they also included all the other lifestyle factors like sleep and movement and mindfulness and all that stuff so just learning more and more, and for a while I was just a regular health coach and then decided to shift back to mental health because I just am so passionate about it. And like I said, I've always had that fascination with the mind. I did Rachel Barber's program, Total Healing, and she opened up a whole new layer of brain rewiring for me that I never knew existed and really just got me into this place where it was like, okay, like I can do this. Like I can actually use my mind and my consciousness to heal my body at the root level and kind of designed my own process for brain rewiring and have been doing that since then. And, you know, I still have a, f- a couple symptoms that are lingering, but brain rewiring is a long process. It takes a while, um, especially with things mm-hmm. like, Lyme disease and stuff so but you know as far as the depression and the anxiety and all the emotional mental stuff totally healed from that which is so freeing so it's great yeah. it's
0: wonderful it's so yeah, it's a, it's a good story. And it's, I think, relatable. It's definitely relatable to me. And I'm sure for a lot of my audience, too. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. One of the things that you said that I want to touch on a little bit deeper, you said so you talked about you were fighting, you were always fighting for your health. And I think so many of us put it in that context of I'm a warrior, and I'm going to fight this and really kind of turning our illness into the enemy. Can you talk a little bit about how your mindset around that changed and kind of a, a different approach to that that may not be as well known to other people? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So from a really, really wide perspective, we grow up in a society, in a culture that programs us to believe that our illness is something that happens to us and we're a victim to it and it's something that's wrong, it's something that's broken and we we need to like get it out of us or we just need to like cover it up or make ourselves feel better. And my perspective of illness is it's just a way of our body communicating to us that there's something off. It's just our body's way of being like, "Hey, something's out of balance and you need to change something about your thoughts or your behavior or just the way you're doing things in general." so that I can heal and go back into balance. And so, you know, you're not working against the illness. You're not fighting it. You're working with it and you're listening to it. And you're saying, you know, working with your body, listening to your body, asking like, okay, how are you feeling now? And like, how does this food make you feel? How does going on a walk make you feel? How does, you know, drinking alcohol make you feel? Just really tuning into that space of like, How can I fully listen to what's going on in my body? How can I fully love myself so that I can give my body what it needs? How can I love and appreciate this illness for teaching me what it needs to teach me and for showing me where I need to adjust things? And the other thing I'll say about that is the energy of fighting is creating resistance and is actually blocking you from healing. Because if you're fighting, it's just like tension, you know, it, it's the same. It's, it's like the, fighting comes from our fight or flight response, right? Like I'm not safe. And so if, you're, if all of your actions and your thoughts reflect a fight, then you're sending signals to your body, I'm not safe and I'm not safe is where that illness has come from in the, in the first place energetically. Mm. So, you know, energetically we need to shift into not I'm fighting for my health or I'm fighting to heal, but I'm accepting this and I'm loving it and I'm appreciating it for what it is. And I'm shifting into health. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Now you can see why I love this woman. She's amazing.
0: (laughs) So, so wise. So, so wise. So let's talk a little bit about the getting to the root cause because I know, you know, so many of us were, you know, we, we run around from doctor to doctor and trying to get a diagnosis and, you know, we may, we may get a diagnosis. I know I've had many in my life, but to really, really heal, what kinds of things do we need to look at from a root cause perspective? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I love that question. And I'm so passionate about root cause, you know, me (laughs) and, um, I, I really do think that it's a, it's different for everyone. It's a different approach fundamentally, but you know, everyone has to consider what they're putting in their bodies, whether it's, food, the quality of food, toxins in general, like avoiding toxins in your environment and making sure that you're detoxing. And like I said, anyone that's born in this country probably has a buildup of toxins. So we kind of all need that. You know, there's obviously like sleep, movement, you know, having healthy relationships. And of course, you know, doing all the deeper energetic work like I was talking about. So that would be like trauma healing, inner child work shadow work, you know, looking at those parts of yourself that you are not paying attention to, that you have stored and hid away, that you hide from yourself because you're ashamed of them, that you've hid away because you don't want to feel them, like old traumas. And, you know, I do a lot of energy work. So like going into the body, recognizing like where that tension, where that energy is being held and just sending it love and and letting yourself release it and so like i was saying like these are all these are all like fundamental for everyone but everyone needs to find what works for them so some people might they maybe they already have like a good diet or maybe their body's just not as sensitive to bad foods so maybe they don't need to hyper focus on getting the perfect diet down but they need more time spent on like getting their sleep and their circadian rhythm reset or maybe they need to put more emphasis on like healing their trauma you know, whatever it is. And so, yeah. And, and there's also no, you got to do this first and then you got to do that second. It's more of like, because so many people come to me as a health coach, like, it's just so overwhelming. There's so much to do. Like, where do I start? And you just start with what feels right. You just start with what feels easy, you know, because making those big life changes, like healing is about changing your behavior, like owning up to things and taking responsibility for things mm. and changing your behavior, changing your thoughts. It's all a choice. So, and that's really hard. That's so hard for people to do because we get stuck in those like brain loops. So, it's really just about peeling back the layers, taking the next right step, implementing the next little tiny habit that you know will get you closer to healing and just being patient with it and trusting that it will happen. Mm -hmm. So that
0: just brought something up for me. I was thinking about, you know, really behavioral changes and really thinking about, okay, why, why have we lived our lives this way to this point? And one of the, the revelations that I had through our work together was And not not to say that anybody is making up their illness, and I certainly wasn't. It was very legitimate and very real. But you said something about giving it purpose, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, was what you spoke of. And I I realized, and I, uh, I might get emotional here, but I realized that the primary way that I got attention was when something was wrong, when something, when either I was sick or there was some sort of a major catastrophe going on in my life. I was a very like shy child, I didn't speak up for myself. And my parents worked a lot. And mom and dad are going to listen to this. I love you, mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I know you did the best you could. And you're awesome. But, Mm -hmm. you know, quite frankly, they they worked a lot. they were both kind of workaholics. And I many times wouldn't get that love and attention that I felt like I needed. And with the exception of one thing, when I had some sort of illness that was identifiable, like I had a fever, or something, regardless of how I, you know, I kind of never felt well, like you, since I was a child, I always had chronic illness issues, but I would have to have some sort of like a visible, diagnosable illness to really get that nurturing and that love. Mm -hmm. And it made me think about, you know, well, maybe, you know, somehow I've perpetuated that throughout these years, and certainly I don't enjoy being ill. But maybe like my lifestyle and the things that I've done and the decisions I've made have led me down that path of greater and greater illness, just to you know to kind of keep feeling like that was the only way I could get love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that was like a a big revelation for me, and I can't remember where I was going with that, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. Can we talk a little bit about the like the trauma healing piece and, yeah. and the connection between trauma and physical illness?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think originally you were saying that you put a purpose behind your illness and that's exactly mm-hmm. connected to what you're saying now with the trauma healing and its connection to illness because in your situation, it's like you, as a child, learned that in order to receive love, which is what so much of our subconscious beliefs are based off of like, how do we receive love? Right. Because that's such a huge primary need for a human. And it's, it, it, it plays such a huge part in how our brain develops when we're younger is like, okay, how do we receive love? And then like picking up things in our environment that help us receive love. So for you, it was being sick Means I am worthy of love, and so that just got ingrained, you know, using this as an example into your subconscious. That in order to receive love and to be worthy of love, you had to be sick. And so, once that gets stuck in your subconscious, it's just going to keep looping and playing out in all of these different areas of your life, and you can start to use things in your like, you can start to use the illness to get what you want in like every area of life or like to manipulate things which is like you said putting a purpose behind it it's like almost a tool it's a survival mechanism that we've developed for ourselves and that's not to say that we're not actually sick but that's just a part of it that can make it worse and that's such a huge reason why brain rewiring and trauma healing is so important for for healing in general because you know, whether it's we have to be sick in order to receive love or other limiting beliefs that we pick up, like maybe it's about money. You know, money's really, really hard to get and I'm always going to be struggling and I'm always going to be stressed out about money. That's just another layer of stress that you're adding to yourself, adding to your nervous system and your whole body that's making you feel unsafe, that's perpetuating the illness. So, you know, there's a lot of different... There's a lot of different ways that our subconscious can be programmed and formed and built as a child, which can then ripple out into every area of our lives. And so, in the process of healing, like in my process that I take clients through is really like stripping away all of the programmed beliefs, all of the self-limiting beliefs all of the negative energies from the traumas, just like stripping all of those away so that that negative energy and those negative subconscious brain loops aren't just on repeat in your body. So you can kind of have that clean slate to then develop new beliefs about yourself and really just manifest whatever reality that you want. And in stripping, in having that clean slate, when you get rid of that, excess negative energy and emotions and negative brain loops that we get caught in from our subconscious it naturally raises our frequency it naturally shifts our frequency and I know that you felt this Bonnie I have yeah and in raising our frequency that's what promotes our health and that's what allows our body to naturally restore itself
0: right I'm going to take a quick tissue break. Okay. <laughs> you have this effect on me, Molly. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right. And we're back. Okay. So Molly has this effect on me. And that's, that's another thing I love. If you're, you know, after hearing this, you're thinking about working with Molly, she, she provides such a safe space um, and such a, such a loving space to share. And, you know, I, I think for so many years, I, I held back my tears and I didn't want to express, but when I'm Talking to Molly, not not every single time, but most times there there there's some tears that come. And it's because I feel I feel safe with her. I feel loved with her. And she's very good at expressing, expressing that and and providing a safe container to express those emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Just a beautiful person, Molly. Aw, thank you. Thank you for being you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's kind of shift gears into breath work. That's something I've I've shared with my audience that I've I've done. And um, if you know anybody that follows me on social media, I actually posted a video after you and I did our first breathwork session. And I was like, completely in this, I felt like I was on a cloud. And I was just, I almost felt like I think a lot of people listening to this can relate that feeling when you wake up from anesthesia, because a lot of us have probably had various surgeries. And that feeling of like not having a care in the world, you know, and just just everything's light and, and yeah, yeah. It just, but it was completely natural and it was just all things that we did just simply using the breath. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so can you talk a little bit about breath work and the benefits of it? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite healing modalities. It's definitely intense, or it can be. The type that I use is very intense. It's like a fast breath pattern that you do for like 45 minutes straight and it basically, Increases the energy flow through your body to allow certain energies to get unstuck or to open up your energy in certain places. Because, like I was saying, you know, the root of a lot of illnesses is like negative energy stuck in you, or your your energy is just closed off in general, or maybe your energy is too open in certain ways. So it helps to also balance things out and. It's a really powerful way. So it actually taps into the, it puts your body in a certain place where you tap into the limbic system to release like stored emotions, stored memories where traumas hide. So a lot of people will get flashes or visions of like certain traumas that they may or may not have remembered during the breath work, which is a sign that they're coming up and out. And in that releasing process, they can then heal from that it also quiets down the prefrontal cortex, like the, the part of the brain that's very conscious and awake and trying to analyze things. So it helps you get out of your head, out of that place where you're like overthinking and into the body. So a lot of people have a hard time meditating because they just can't really quiet down their mind and their, their mind that's like, analyze things and puts you in this kind of like trance like cathartic state where your conscious mind is totally quieted and shut down and your subconscious is very active which is also what allows that those traumas and those stored negative energies to be released and of course there's a lot of oxygen flowing through your body which can be really healing it's it can be healing for the nervous system there's there's a million different benefits to breath work but my basic kind of approach with it is, you know, that energy healing stance. And during my sessions, I also do actual energy healing. It's not Reiki, but it's a different kind of energy that I'm, I'm channeling. And yeah. And then after the sessions, you know, we talk about what new, what was released and just, it's like a whole experience, just letting yourself letting yourself release and letting yourself feel everything that you need to feel because a lot of people that are sick or struggle with mental illness for a long time, they've been stuck in this place where they're not letting themselves feel and they're not letting themselves release And breathwork is really powerful for people, especially that have the most resistance to that and kind of like cracking that open and getting things to come up and out. So yeah, it's really beneficial in the healing process.
0: Yeah, it was it was amazing. I just remember thinking, you know, I'd heard about breathwork. And I know other people that have done it. And they talked about how it's it's almost like a like a sensation mm-hmm. of plant medicine like ayahuasca you know that that same feeling and i I didn't believe that that was going to be the case for me. It was just too hard to believe that, but the first time we did it, I remember just waking up and i could <laughs> I could barely sit up because I was so faced out and it almost i felt like this high feeling and um but it was just like this. Mm-hmm. Just like everything in my body was just so relaxed, and my mind was so relaxed, and I was just elated. And it's just this—you know—it's amazing what we can do with our bodies alone and our minds, quite frankly. You know, outside of pharmaceuticals, and you know, I'm the first to say that pharmaceuticals are sometimes necessary. And you know, maybe for a short time, maybe for a long time, I'm still using several of them for my illnesses, but. But there's so many things beyond that, that we can tap into that a lot of people don't know about. And that's why I'm so happy you're here to share that with
1: us. Yeah. And I'm really glad that you mentioned, you know, it can be similar to like taking a psychedelic because from a spiritual angle, you know, they say that the, the breath is, the window to the soul or the doorway to the soul it's a way to really open yourself up spiritually consciously energetically to healing energies that you need to receive and then also to just allow yourself to feel more of that oneness that connection with everything and a lot of people have some pretty crazy you know, if you, if you do it intense enough, you can really go into a crazy spiritual experience, which is, which is also really cool. So yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was really cool. I remember when I came out of it, you said, you know, you were seeing like flashes on the light of the screen on the computer. And, you know, there was just such a such a high level of energy. And, I had several visions and it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty profound, I will definitely say. So let's talk, I want to step back because you mentioned this briefly before, but we were talking about the, you know, that searching for love and attention and everything. And and one of the things that you and I have worked on is the self-love part. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so many times we look for love outside of ourselves and we don't
1: realize that,
0: we have to start with ourselves.
1: So can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah. I mean, you just said it perfectly. Like if we're not loving ourselves, we, we can't love other, like we don't have enough love to give other people. And most people, you know, we don't, we don't learn how to love ourselves in this society. We're not taught that we're taught that it's weird to love yourself or it's selfish and you need to be self-sacrificial and, and in order to be happy and to feel fulfilled you need to look for things outside of you and most people don't realize like they can get all of their satisfaction all of their fulfillment from inside of them you know what i mean and yeah and so it's just about learning how to love yourself which is hard in itself and unlearning how to you know, unlearning the process of searching outside of yourself in order to receive love and satisfaction and whatever else it is. And, and that's such a huge part of healing because if you're not sending yourself loving energy, if you're speaking badly about yourself, thinking badly about yourself, if you're telling yourself that you're not healthy or that you don't deserve to heal or or even if it's not about your health and you're just not being loving to yourself, you know, your cells pick up on that on an energetic level and they're going to learn to not love themselves. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it's just like this breeding ground for negative energies and illness if there's a lack of self love. And so putting love back into it, it's like, the brain is learning to love yourself. The body is learning to love yourself, you know, physiologically. And love is like the highest, most pure, um, most healing energy of all the energies out there. So putting love into infusing love into any situation is going to help it heal. But it is so important for every single one of my clients to develop self-love because it's like, you know, you're not going to make the right decisions for your health. Like you're not going to eat the right foods and avoid toxins. And like, you know, you're not going to want to exercise if you don't love yourself because if you don't love yourself, then you don't care enough to like respect your body. So it's like a matter of you have to learn how to love yourself to act in a way that supports your health. And then you have to learn how to love yourself so that energetically, your body knows like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be loving myself and like healing. And yeah, it just supports that. It just supports that healing process on an energetic level.
0: Right. So, you know, and that's a great explanation, but I know people are going to look for like how can I love myself? What are some tools? So can you share just a few tips and tools on how we can start loving ourselves a little bit more? Yes.
1: I'm glad you asked that because I wanted to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. So this is something I told Bonnie. One of the ways you can start loving yourself is just simply asking yourself, what do I really want? Because so many of us are like trained or programmed. Just think, what am I supposed to be doing? What should I be doing? What do these other people want me to be doing? What's the right thing to be doing instead of what do I really want to be doing? You know, like what, what do you want? So that's one thing is just consistently on a daily basis, asking yourself, what you really want, what, what your soul needs, you know, setting boundaries with negative things that you know are impacting you negatively, whether that's relationships or, you know, toxins or drinking alcohol or whatever, just making those small promises to yourself and setting boundaries with those things. You can also just, you can also do like affirmation work, like telling yourself, I love you, even if it doesn't feel naturally and natural in the beginning, if you keep doing it. It will start to feel more natural and more real. And then, you know, I really encourage every, I mean, you were kind of at this level already, Bonnie, so I didn't need to go super deep Mm -hmm. with you, but just meditating and just like taking the time to be still, taking the time to rest and to really go inward and like really get in touch with your soul and your true self. And because your true self and your soul is just pure love and light. And the more that you get in touch with that, the more that you're able to get in touch with love and the more that you're able to love yourself.
0: Yeah. So, can I put you on the spot and maybe ask you to lead us through like a five minute self love meditation? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Because I will say, Molly's meditations, like, when I come out of them, I always feel, I do, I feel so loved and I feel so peaceful. And I just, I want to share just a little sample of that with my audience. So.
1: Okay. I love this. (laughs) What a fun surprise. (laughs) It was a
0: surprise to me too. I just thought of it. So.
1: Okay. So let's get settled. Take a few deep breaths. Just letting all of the thoughts in your mind go. Keep breathing deep. <sighs> Releasing all of the tension in your body. Calling back all of your energy from external demands. There's nothing you have to do, know where you have to be other than right here, right now, in this moment, with yourself. Take a moment to feel the earth's energy underneath you just to ground yourself. Rooting your energy deep into the earth. Feeling the earth's loving, healing energy coming back into your body. relaxing, softening. And you can feel your heart space start to open. And as your heart opens You just take a look inside. Where is their pain? Where is their darkness? And just letting yourself love that pain and love that darkness. And just letting it all open Breathing into the heart space and on the out-breath, releasing that pain. One more breath in and releasing any negative energy. And now you can start to generate the energy of love in your heart. Whether it's just purely generating the energy or thinking about something that you love, thinking about the feeling of being loved. What it feels like to be surrounded with loved ones. And I want you to tune into that energy. Feel it coming out of your heart. Feel it expanding. It might be pink. Or white or gold. It's just a pure energy of love, and you can see it spreading out farther and farther from your heart down through your shoulders into your arms, loving every single inch of your arms and your hands and your fingers. You can feel this energy going up from your heart into your head, your neck, your shoulders. It's just saturating every cell with love, loving your brain. Loving your face, your head. And you can feel this energy of love expanding out of your heart, still going down into your torso. Healing everything it touches. into your hips, into your legs, down into your feet. Feeling this energy of love expanding Breathing in more of this love, you can feel your cells just drinking and soaking up this energy of love. And with every breath, you breathe in more love and it expands farther and farther outside of your body, so you're just in a bubble of love. And now you can just say to yourself, I forgive you. I'm here for you. I'm listening. And I love you. I love you. I love you. And now, through the rest of your day, you can carry this energy of love through every action, every thought, every emotion. You are the embodiment of love. And you bring love into everything you do in this world. And no matter what comes throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout your life, you can always come back to loving yourself. This is your natural state. You are love. And you can open your eyes and come back to the room.
0: That was beautiful, Molly. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. It was
0: a little bit longer than
1: five minutes. (laughs)
0: no no problem you know what we got more bang for our buck (laughs) I'm sure I'm sure there'll be no complaints about it being longer than five minutes (laughs) I know certainly not for me so thank you so much for that you're welcome Uh, so yeah so I'm just really glad I got to uh, share a little bit of Molly with my audience and Molly can you talk to us a little bit about first of all if people want to work with you how can they find you
1: yeah. So they can find me on Instagram. They can find me on my website. It's just Um, Either one, you can reach out to me through those. And I'm doing one-on-one coaching right now for brain rewiring and all the, the holistic approach I was talking about to help people heal from mental illness, specifically depression, anxiety, and then I actually only have like one or two spots left right now. And then in the new year, I will be opening up a group program. So I'm really excited about that. It's going to be centered around the same stuff, you know, all the stuff I've been working on. I'm just refining it and developing it into a program. So I'm really excited about that. If you want to find out more about that or get on the wait list, you can also reach out to me about that.
0: Great. I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for anybody who decides to work with you going forward because it's a great experience. I actually initially signed up for three months worth of coaching with Molly. And I just recently renewed that. And we're doing another three months because it was so great. And I have a long way to go. And I, you know, I mean, I've come very far, but I, I realized I still have a ways to go. And one of the things Molly's taught me is to really be patient with that process because I, like many of us i think are very type a and it's always about okay got to get it done and get it done fast and molly's taught me to really just kind of relax into the flow of it and you know take it as it comes and let that process naturally evolve so yeah one question i want to wrap it up with too mm-hmm. is what is your definition of courage since the podcast is called the chronically courageous what do you consider to be courage
1: mm, i love that because i think I think that that word is like so misinterpreted, you know, in the world we live in, because Mm -hmm. you know, and it, it goes along with like the word strength. Like people think that that's just your your ability to like fight and like get through things and be strong. But true courage is your ability to be vulnerable and like face face your inner demons. You know, if we're talking about healing, face your inner demons. Face. The parts of you that you don't want to look at, let, be open to, you know, letting yourself open up, being open to challenging your ego, your old beliefs, your old paradigms that maybe don't work anymore. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really about just like letting the ego go, you know what I mean? And also being willing to be big and loud and powerful and step into your power and, take full ownership and full responsibility of, you know, the reality that you're creating for yourself. I
0: love that answer. That's great. That is so, again, very wise. That's the little education right there. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much, Molly, for being here today. It was amazing. Thank you for having me. Of course, my pleasure. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's b o n n i at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.